Well, hello and welcome to today's episode of Q on Q. I'm so honored that you've decided to join me and listen to our podcast this week. Whether you've tuned into a previous episode and are a return listener, or whether you're listening for the first time, welcome. In Q on Q, I look forward to talking with you, sharing with you, and hopefully inspiring you in the days and weeks to come. In Q on Q, I'll be sharing about life, inspiration, music, family, and a little bit of everything in between. So this week is episode five. I'm so grateful for all of you, whether you've tuned in for one episode or all of them. Thank you for considering listening to this podcast. I'm honored that you take a little bit of time out of your day to share it with me. Similar to a few of our past episodes, there is a note guide with scriptural references available for you this week. We encourage you to download it and follow along with it and fill it in as we go. It's available now at our website, qonq.com. That's the letter Q on Q. Q-U-E-U-E, so Q-O-N-Q-U-E-U-E dot com. This week's topic takes me to an area that is very near and dear to my heart, and that is music. But more than that, specifically, something I'm calling Life's Playlist. I gave this episode that title because I wanted to share a little bit about not only music and how it has been a part of my life for so many years, but talk about life's playlist, the times, the moments, the themes, and the scriptures that are and should be on our playlist for life. Now, there is no doubt that I love music. I feel like I was born listening to music. It's around me all the time. It literally flows through my veins. When there's times of chaos in my life, you know, sometimes people need to be alone in a quiet space, but me, I love to pump up the music and get myself energized and renewed through the music. Music feeds me. It's how I'm wired and how God called me to be energized. I start each day before work in the car with a super up-tempo tune. Some days it's worship music, and some days it's a musical number. Other days it's an 80s power ballad. My list of most frequently played stations in the car could probably tell you a little bit about my musical tastes. I love worship music. But there's no denying my affection for some great 80s music, especially singer-songwriters and power tunes. I love sprinkling in jazz and some instrumental stuff too. And don't forget about musicals, whether it's the opening number to a rousing musical standard or a sentimental moment from a newer show. The fact is, is that music is around me literally all day long. I'm a school teacher. I teach music, so there's no surprise that music is so engraved in me. I started singing at a young age, started playing trumpet at the age of eight. I've been a part of instrumental groups and vocal groups, big ones, small ones. I've played and sung in huge venues and in intimate settings. I've been in and directed school groups. I've participated in statewide ensembles. I don't tell you all of that to gloat. I share that with you because of all of those opportunities and all of those events. They've created memories for me, memories that in a musical sense have become part of my playlist. So why do I compare this to music? Well, for me, it's because music is so important and because a playlist is something so relatable. A playlist is a list of songs and a playlist for life is essentially things that make up the soundtrack of your life. In a music sense, the tunes that give you that, quote, flashback feeling whenever you hear them or provide you that needed boost for a certain time in your life. Your playlist for life will be as unique as you are. So today I want to share a little bit of what my life's playlist looks like, both literally and figuratively, through themes, music, and through scripture, hoping to not only share a little about my playlist, but help you identify and discover what your playlist can and should include. I honestly can't remember much about my early childhood. 
other than what I see in pictures, what people tell me. I grew up in a very small town in western Pennsylvania where, to be honest, bars and churches numbered equal to the number of Dollar General stores you see today. It was a few miles to the closest grocery store, and even though the houses weren't literally touching each other, you knew your neighbors and they knew you. And I think of this in relation to my faith in the fact that God knew me before I was even formed. He had a plan ready for me from the beginning. So when I was born into this world, his plan was set in motion. I think of the Christmas story, how Jesus came into this world not with a loud fanfare or huge community gathering, but in a quiet, lowly stable. It didn't matter the circumstances he was born into. He came here, sent by the Father, to be the bearer of all of our sins. You know, for my playlist, I think of the song by Chris Rice entitled, Welcome to Our World. The lyrics remind me that Jesus was born into a broken world. They say, tears are falling, hearts are breaking, how we need to hear from God. You've been promised, we've been waiting, welcome, holy child. Hope that you don't mind our manger, how I wish we could have known, but long-awaited holy stranger, make yourself at home. In the beginning, it really didn't matter what the earthly circumstances were. God had a plan that was set in motion with Jesus coming to earth. And I think of that longing for the Christ child to be like our desire to have somebody with us today. Today is a lot like that night so many years ago. You know, in our world today, hearts are breaking. People are longing for something more, and it's readily available to them in a relationship with Jesus Sometimes I wonder if we dwell so much on the circumstances we were born into or the environment that has affected us or the expectations and traditions of family that we assume the world has given us an identity. Well, I'm here to tell you, the world may try to define who you are, what you can do, where you should go, but that's not up to the world. Your identity is in Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says it this way, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old has gone, the new is here. And with that, the early parts of our lives have had the opportunity to shape us in so many ways. You know, in the early parts of my life, I have fond memories, memories of family and friends, of going to school, learning, growing, having new experiences. I have some memories that were not so great, too. I lost my father at a young age. There were times I felt like I only had a few close friends when all the other kids were popular. But this opening act of my life and the experiences and opportunities that were part of it were just that. They were opening experiences and opportunities. As a teacher, I won't deny that our years of schooling prepare us for the rest of our lives ahead. But they don't define who we are unless we let them. I mentioned in a previous episode I always knew I wanted to be a teacher. But just like about everyone else on this planet, I had moments where I was searching. Moments where I questioned if I was headed down the right path. Moments where I wondered if I picked the right friends, the right schooling, or even the right occupation. As human beings, it's natural for us to question. It's natural for us to want to find our place in this world. And the song with that title that speaks to me is Michael W. Smith's Place in This World. The lyrics captured what I would speak in my heart many days as I sought direction for my life. Among the many, can you still hear me? Hear me asking, where do I belong? Is there a vision that I can call my own? Show me. You know, looking back on those days, I'm reassured by scriptures like Jeremiah 29, 11, which says, For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. And poof, welcome to adulthood, right? <laughs> welcome to making decisions, raising a family, getting a job, being put out there in the world, officially all grown up. 
This is where I think many of us need a playlist the most. We live in a troubled world and experience so much on a daily basis. Success and defeat, gain and loss, excitement and heartache. And this is where having and knowing your playlist can provide the most benefit, the most relief and the most spiritual growth. We all need things that many of us literally use music playlists for. Uh, Momentum, inspiration, relaxation, nurturing, and lots more. During the past year and a half, I found myself going through, in my mid-40s, something that I consider to be the biggest recalibration of my life. And I use the word recalibration here because it was more like a life pivot with good times and bad times all wrapped up in one. There's been breaking, there's been recentering, there's been focus, and more growth than I could ever summarize in words. But more than anything, it was a process. And through it all, God brought alive in me again a creative spark that had been squandered for some time because I'd been trying to do it on my own terms. But what I quickly realized is that a series of seemingly unrelated events set in motion a period of recalibration for me began with a period of rest, taking a break from some of the things that had kept my focus for a very long time, and were keeping me from being able to focus on my faith and my family. Then came contemplation, meditation and reflection, and a refocus of what I was truly being called to do. And this is the time where I needed music and scripture, my playlist, more than ever. Everyone finds different ways to handle seasons like these in their lives. For me, I felt called to write, and write, I did. I penned what I considered to be one of my favorite pieces ever, not necessarily because of the meaning behind it, but the fact that I allowed my test to be a testimony through music. I wrote a three-movement suite for wind band called The Process that has since been published, and it'll forever be on my playlist to remind me that this period of recalibration is what I needed to prepare for the next chapter ahead. I've come out of this time stronger, more focused, and more aware of what God has called me to do because I've taken the pause, I've made the turn, and I've allowed him to speak to me. And while going through it, something like this doesn't seem easy or fair or worth it. But this scripture in James reminds us that it's from our trials that we have the opportunity to grow. James 1, 2, and 3 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Once you go through the test, it's time for the next season. It's a new beginning. In Christ, the old has gone and the new has come. And when you walk in his will, life is brand new, regardless of your age. There's so many scriptures referring to our new life in Christ. Isaiah 43:18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Romans 12:2. And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs, but be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by the renewing of your mind, focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. We may experience times of disappointment, times of heartache, times of trial, but we will also see times of multiplication, times of joy, times of success. God never promised life would be perfect, but he promised to be with us every step of the way. And that reminds me a lot of the song, New Day, 
by Micah Tyler, which makes my playlist. The words talk about God's unending and renewing grace available to us. Um, The lyrics say, Your mercies are new today. I can rest on your shoulders. There is grace to start over. Let's talk about a few of the times in your life that you might need a go-to. It might be a song that you need just at the right time or to set you in a particular mood or a scripture that you can commit quickly to memory or write down to keep somewhere convenient. I can't tell you how many times I've been in situations where I needed that quick reminder that God is always with me, whether it be through a word or through a song. And for music, what do you turn to when you look for music to be there in some way? For me, I literally have dozens of playlists, depending on what I'm looking for. Broadway musicals, instrumental ones, but most feature worship music. I find that worship music does what any other music can do, but takes it one step further. Let me explain. I like to start the day by walking into school with a sense of optimism and a kind of an extra quick step, positive attitude for the day as best as possible. And most up-tempo songs with a positive message would work great. But I want more than that. I want to start my day with a true sense of joy. A song that I very often play just before I arrive at work for the day is the song Joy by Planet Shakers. It's not only got that beat to keep you moving, but it's got that message to keep you inspired and remind you that you've got this day because God's with you. When preparing for this week's episode, I came across a list from a leading national health firm that was things to think about when preparing a playlist. And they were literally meaning a music playlist. But what they recommend actually falls right in line with how we can use these resources in our lives and with how God calls us to live our lives. They say this, when making and using your playlist, title it with what you hope to achieve or the behaviors you hope to change. Include songs that will help you reach the place you're hoping to be. Remove ones that don't strike the right chord. Listen throughout the day at key points that are of most benefit. Stay open to being spoken to. And last but probably most important, use a good source. Just as much as we have music playlists, we can also have a playlist or a go-to list of scriptures, godly friends, books, and more to help us when we go through certain experiences in life. Going right back to that list I just referred to, they say to use a good source. Well, there is no greater source, no more truthful source, no more reliable source than the Word of God. Whether you're new in your faith walk or you've been a Christian your entire life, having key verses can help you develop your identity and help you in key moments in your life. The biggest one for me is my life verse, which is Joshua 24:15, And I've committed this abbreviated version of it to memory. Choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. When my wife and I got married over 22 years ago, we committed to make our house one where God would be the center of our marriage. So my life verse is very appropriate for me. I wanted to share with you a few scriptures and snippets of scriptures that you can refer to when you need that go-to. You can easily commit some of these to memory or just jot down you know, some key words from it or even the scriptural reference to help you when you need that go-to. Psalm 139.14 starts out with, I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. It's a good reminder that even when we're happy, we should never forget to praise him. When you're sad or depressed, don't forget to pray. James 5.16 includes this reminder. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. 
When you're anxious, don't forget to present your worries to God. Philippians 4, 6 reminds us, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. When you're tired, look to God as a source of strength. Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And of course, the scripture that I mentioned earlier, when you're unsure about what lies ahead, look to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. For I know the plans and thoughts that I have for you, says the Lord, plans for peace and well-being and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. We can have key songs or scriptures for many other things too. Fear, stress, anger, trust. Your playlist may look different from everyone else's, but the key point is this. Having a list allows you to have something quick that you can rely on to help you get through these kind of times in your life. I encourage you to make your own list. You can look at that list from a music perspective. Maybe you make a playlist on your favorite music source, but also about living your faith life with Jesus. Identify the songs, identify the scriptures, and the moments that are most important to you. Draw from your experiences, ask godly friends and leaders for suggestions and help, and most importantly, pray for God to lead the right words and the right songs to you just when you need them. I've included a resource on my website, as I mentioned earlier, to help you craft your playlist. And I hope that this reflection on my life's playlist has been beneficial and can help you identify music, scriptures, people, and other resources to help you identify the best playlist for your life. Do you have a great song or moment or scripture that has helped you on your playlist? I would love to hear from you. Drop me a note and share your story. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Query Pro or at my website, spryandquery.com or our podcast website, qonq.com. Well, that's our show for this week. Thank you for tuning in and thank you for continuing to support this adventure. Next time, we're going to talk about giants in our lives, things that seem to control us and how we can overcome them. I really do appreciate you taking time to tune in. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you back here next time when we'll have more for you on cue.